that feeling you get when you when you realize that it worked is crazy. Like there's this one time I I made just just the soup because I wanted to try the the ratio. The moment I tried it, I wanted to like, oh my god, I did it. So I, <laughs> yeah, nobody's uh, around yeah. though. Nobody's around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like looking around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think anybody who listens to this podcast has had one of those moments at home. Yeah, like, for sure. Uh, for uh, sure. Nobody's around to tell. <laughs> so, Hey everybody, welcome back to The Way Ramen Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with TJ Valderrama, who goes by Valderramen Online, and we have just an incredibly fun discussion about making ramen over in the Philippines, as well as his ramen journey. TJ is an interesting guy because I didn't know this before we started recording, but he's actually a professional actor who's on Filipino television all the time. He's in dramas, he's in comedy shows, he's in variety shows. But this never came up prior because all he really talks about online, at least to me, is ramen. His enthusiasm for ramen is infectious and I think you're gonna hear it in this episode. I think anyone who's serious about making ramen is gonna instantly fall in love with TJ. So without further ado, here is TJ Valderrama on The Way Ramen Podcast. Enjoy. TJ, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Bro, it's my honor, man. <laughs> it's such a privilege. Thank you, Ryan. No, no. So for people who don't know who you are, could you give yourself, um, could you give everybody a short introduction of who you are? Sure. Um, my, hi, guys. My name is uh, TJ Valderrama. I'm from the Philippines. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say it, but I love ramen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started learning maybe like just, I'm, I'm pretty new to this um ramen making uh thing uh but i i've i've always loved ramen like ever since i don't know I, I, for the longest time you know I, I i was a kid you know we always go out for noodles different types of noodle soup you know what i mean and then um uh somehow i got i i don't want to say i got stuck with ramen but it, it it's um it's the one that stuck with me you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah and then um it became, I don't know, man, it, it, it became a, um, a passion project, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I just realized that, you know, late nights I've been um, reading books, e- um, PDFs, watching videos. And then the next thing I know, it's 5 a.m. in the morning. You know? <laughs> yeah, bro, it's, it's crazy, but I love it. I love every bit of it. I don't claim to be like, and of course, not an expert in the field. Definitely. I'm just, you know, there's so much to learn. There's so much to do. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm just enjoying the journey right now. And bro, I learned so much from you. So thank you for that. <laughs> People tell me that. And it's always kind of weird because I still mm-hmm. feel like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just sharing what I learn as I go, which I think people maybe yeah, yeah. think that's cool too. So if that's, yeah, if yeah, that's what people bro. are doing, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, man, it's, me. it's amazing. You know, cause um, when I started, you were one of the staples, you know, like, um, you ramen culture probably in some other, um, mm-hmm. video. So I think I've watched, I don't know, maybe all the English ramen videos out yeah. there. Like, yeah. And then thanks to you, because, you know, I've been like, I keep um, watching and replaying your videos. And then I pick up stuff, you know, like, oh, he watches Rotas. So I'm yeah. like, who's Rotas? Yeah. So, yeah. And then you put the link in the description. I'm like, oh, this guy. Oh, okay. And then it's all in Japanese. So I'm like, okay, I got to step my game up. Though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm watching the videos on t- um, the YouTube on TV and I'm holding my phone. Just to translate, I, I pause it and then I translate it and then be like, oh, okay, so that's what he does. So I write stuff down and I try to tweak it and I try to test it out. So it's, it's, it's really a passion project for me. That's awesome, man. 
So when exactly did you start making ramen? You said you're not someone who's been doing this for a long time. I think a lot of us are pretty new to it. I would yeah, yeah. myself into the the new crowd. Uh, I'm not one of the old the OGs like Ramen oh, Lord, man, you know, Ramen yeah, Adventures, Kazo. Like I think Preston, those guys are like bar. Yeah. But so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm one of the new crowd too. So um, same, same, bro. Like same. when when did you start making ramen, and what got you into like actually transitioning from eating it to making it? Okay, cool. Um, I think it was around July of um last. Oh no, no, twenty twenty. I think yeah, July twenty twenty. Um, but before that, like a year or two before that, I would go to this place here in in Manila where they um they have loads and loads of Japanese uh, shops, stores and stuff like that. So went there, saw this shop called Ramen Pro. So I was like, oh, okay, what is this? I thought it was like a restaurant. So I went in, I asked around and uh, apparently it was a shop, a ramen shop. Like uh, they're, um, it's a supplier, you know, so they have noodles, they have the concentrates. So I didn't know anything about making ramen. I just didn't know how to eat it. So I asked him, um, sir, do you do like, do you do parties? Do you do you go to houses and do a pop-up or whatever? Oh, sir, no, we just supply um, uh, ingredients for ramen. Oh, okay. So can I order some, sir? Are you a business? No, 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 no. Um, it's just, you know, I'm just going to use it for the house. Oh, sir, we have a minimum order of 25 noodles. So it's too much. So I was like, oh, okay. So went back home, didn't think anything of it. And then after like um, a year, the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. I was like, oh man, I, I'm I'm an actor, by the way, here in the Philippines. So <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So aside from ramen, aside from ramen, I do also TV TV stuff, you know, like uh, sitcoms and and other shows, and movies. And stuff oh, like that's that. awesome! Yeah, man, thanks. Um, so uh, when the pandemic happened, all the 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 shows stopped, you know, because we couldn't, you know, mingle with people. So. Mm-hmm. I had no source of income and I was so worried, you know, um, problems here and there. So I just sat down and I was like, oh, man, I need to, I need to, I need to come up with something. And then I just went on YouTube and then I don't know why, maybe it got suggested on my, on my, my page. Yeah. And there was like all the ramen stuff. And I was like, I just kept on clicking on videos and I'm like, I can, I, I can do this stuff. I can do this. I can. So, yeah. So I, uh, that was July. I went back to the shop. I asked for like a, a batch of, it was so much like 25 pieces of noodles. I don't even know how <laughs> I was going to finish that. So I just, you know, I just went for it with eyes closed, went for it, bought the, the first, actually I start, I'm, I'm I, <laughs> I bought a concentrate uh-huh. before because I didn't know how to do anything. Right. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just bought a concentrate of Tantan Men. That was the very first, uh, flavor I tried so noodles and tantan men and I didn't even know anything about toppings right so uh, just noodles and and the tantan men soup and just added water you know and then I simmered it and then I, I fed it to my family and then my dad was like oh my god did you make this this is really good I was like and then yeah that reaction I got from him I was like wow so this could have like um, um crazy effect on people you know they it's either they love it or they hate it and then and that feeling that it gave me when my dad loved that um that 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 first uh, sip of the soup, I was like, oh man, I want this feeling, I want this. So from then, I was like, that if I if I sell ramen, would you would you think you'd buy? He goes, yeah, you should ask your friends as well. 
Because everybody, my dad actually called up everyone in the house, my mom, my sisters, my brother's girlfriend. They were like, hey, try this. Try TJ's ramen. Come on, come on. Try it. <laughs> How Filipinos are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they tried it. And then it was overwhelming, the, um, the response that I got. So then I was like, oh, man, this could be it. This could be the thing that I could do. So I started, I started um, uh, of course, YouTube is there. So I just clicked and clicked and watched all the videos. I can just absorb and absorb all the info. And then I bought books. I bought um, uh, Ivan Orkin's book. I bought Chef Sarah, Shara Gavigan's book. I have um, Brian McDuckson's uh, mm-hmm. PDF. Mm-hmm. And all this, um, man, I, I don't even remember all the other names, but uh, I, got, I got so into it, man. The next thing, next thing I know, you know, uh, that, the thing I was telling you about earlier that I end, I end uh, 5 a.m. just <laughs> reading and watching stuff, you know, on YouTube. And of course, bro, your, your channel, it really, really, really helped a lot. Man. It was, it's pretty awesome. So thank you for that. And then, right. yeah, sorry. And, and then um, eventually I, I, uh, I started making um, the, the, the stock, the broth mm-hmm. from scratch. Mm-hmm. Bro, the first time I made, I, I burned the thing, man. I, I bought a huge pot. I don't even know what I was doing. I bought a huge pot. I bought bones. I don't even know what kind of bones I bought. I just got like a genkotsu, that's it. And maybe yeah. some some uh, chicken bones. And I didn't even know what I was doing. I just put water in it. I didn't, even, I didn't even parboil it, bro. Oh, it was crazy. It was so dark. The soup was dark. <laughs> it was burned. And then I was like, I, I didn't know if I should feel proud, but, you know, it was an attempt. I mean, you have to start somewhere, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, so I just, I, I tried eating that stuff, bro. I, <laughs> I didn't share it with anyone. <laughs> yeah, after that, I'm like, oh, man, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta improve this. So I started reading again. Let me tell you, it's, it's quite an expensive hobby. You know? Yeah, it is. You, yeah. Bro, when you buy bones. And because you have to get the quality materials to make quality ramen to yeah. make good ramen and i'm so thankful because here it's not it's not super hard to get um japanese stuff but to get the 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 um there are hard to find ingredients like that um that kombu root thing if you're gonna make a kombu sui mm, yeah you can't find that here you can't really you can't find it here so yeah I, <laughs> uh, so before we yeah. go on like what tv shows were you on because i have a bunch of filipino friends here now, like, I wonder if they saw you and I'm going to tell them, like, oh, I was talking to that TJ guy on that the show. So can you name off some shows that you were on? Sure. Um, this was around um, 2016, 15. It's called Funny One. It's a it's a it's a comedy. It's a comedy competition. So uh, <laughs> you you go you go on screen. You just make people laugh. And this is like uh, usually when you go to stand up comedy shows, it's uh-huh. like, evening, you know, nighttime. Yeah. But this was. Of like midday, bro, like 12 noon. Everybody's sober. National, <laughs> yeah, everybody's sober. <laughs> National television. The pressure is crazy, bro. So that's one of the shows I was in. Um, Funny One. It's called Funny One on Showtime. And then there are other like dude, like action, action series. It's so weird because I'm I'm a, I'm a big um, I'm a bit big, you know, I, I got I got a huge belly. And then he cast me in this um action action series type of thing where i'm an agent and have i had to like run around you know like shooting yeah, yeah. so crazy but it's funny it's called sandugo it's called, it means uh, one blood yeah uh, when you translate it so that's like an action series i was a part of and then there's also 
Um, I'm sorry because all the titles are in Tagalog. So. No, no, no. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> the other show is Ngayon at Kailanman, which means now and forever. It's in, it's pretty different from Sandugo because um, uh, Ngayon at Kailanman is kind of a love story. Uh-huh. So my character there was pretty different. You know, I'm the friend, I'm the friend of the, the girl. So I'll be like, hey, who's this guy? You know, something <laughs> like that. So we're kind of, you know, tasked to protect yeah. the girl or something. That's so cool, man. Are- a, a lot of there's a lot of Filipinos in Hawaii, and they all have like I forget what it's called, like Filipino channel, but they have like they basically they're broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're broadcasting <laughs> stuff from the Philippines here, and they all watch it. So I was like, right. I should ask my uh, yeah, right. ask my friends. My friends was actually on uh, GMA when he was touring the Philippines. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, that's one of the big networks here. Yeah, yeah. He was on live. I forget the morning show, but uh, uh, is it is it? Oh, um, unang hear it? Is it? Maybe. I think that's yeah. it. They yeah. were doing a big, uh, my, my previous business was a ukulele instructional company, ukulele teaching company. And maybe like five oh. or six years ago, ukulele was huge in the Philippines. There was that one yeah. kid that had a like top 10 song on the ukulele and oh, no. um, they so had a cool. huge, yeah, they had a huge Filipino ukulele festival. So they flew out my business partner and he was on, he speaks Tagalog too. He's from the Philippines. And so he was oh, like, that's uh, so cool, yeah, bro. Like, it's so cool. Cause like, you know, his, his family immigrated from the Philippines. They're like, super poor came to the philippines and then now he's yeah, yeah he went yeah, back yeah. to the philippines is on gma and stuff so it was like oh, a pretty man. cool start man, yeah that's such a cool story man yeah. it's amazing so so i was gonna ask you like what is the the ramen scene like in the philippines is there a lot of shops there is a lot of people making oh, ramen bro um there's um so, i'm sorry i have so many like things running through my head because <laughs> I got so nervous when you said, like, you know, you should come up to, uh, you want to come up to the podcast. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know what the first ramen shop here in the Philippines is. So <laughs> it's not a quiz. I tried to research, but it's so hard to, like, yeah. really find out, which um, I thought it was Rai Rai Ken. So I was thinking, because we have, we have, like, franchise here in um, the Philippines of mm-hmm. Rai Rai Ken. But uh, early, I think 1993 or 1998, if I'm not mistaken, they just started as a tea house. So I don't think they served ramen then. But the boom came at around, uh, hang on, 2000, um, after 2010, I think, 2011, Nagi's here, 2013, Ipudo's here. Wow. Yeah, all the, uh, um, most of the, like, big brands from Japan, we mm-hmm. got Ipudo, Hanamaruken, we got Hanamaruken here as well, mm-hmm. and Mendokoro Ramen Bar is here. Yeah. Menyakoro, yeah, and even Tsuta, the Michelin star. Yeah, ramen. wow. Yeah, but they closed because of the pandemic. Mm. So these are like the major players, the, like the restos ramen. Because I, I think this is from the perspective of a, uh, a crappy home cook. <laughs> so uh, we, we have those restaurants, the big ones, like the ones I mentioned. And then there are those, like the, Filip- the Filipinos who, who um, found the, uh, the passion as well. And they did something about it because they can, because they got, I don't know, maybe tons of money and lots of friends, if you know what I mean. Because I've been hearing, I've been talking to like other ramen friends. There are like group of guys here, you know, where they went to Japan. They loved ramen. They went back and they have the capital to start a business. They started out as a, um, a sushi bar, something mm-hmm. like that. And then they served ramen. It's pretty good. I went there as well. And then there's another, another Filipino. Um, it's, a, it's a restaurant now, but it's the same. It's a passion project between two brothers. And the, um, they serve uh, Yeke style. Yeah, and they have, it has been a dream, you know, to make fusion, to make ramen fusion, like 
Japanese style, but Filipino flavors in it. And they actually did that. They actually did that. So it's it's pretty crazy. It's amazing. And you know, maybe someday you can visit them. What what flavors <laughs> did they what what uh Filipino dish did they take inspiration have, from to um, blend? To blend with the, like the Japanese ramen. Yeah, right? yeah, to blend um, with Japanese ramen. Here yeah. in the Philippines, uh, in a specific area uh, in the Visayas, in an island, um, Iloilo, it's mm-hmm. called, they call it La Paz Bachoy. Bachoy is um, clear soup uh, boiled from bo- pork bones. And then it, it's pretty oily. It's got liver. It's got um, pork strips. It got, it's got chicharron on mm-hmm. top. And then it's salty and I think they they use egg noodles with it. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's La Paz Bachoy. That's the flavor of um that town because it originated from La Paz Market. That's why they call it La Paz Bachoy. And then this uh this restaurant, this guy, these guys, they 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 um inf- they fusioned it. I don't know what to call it. They they used ramen noodles and maybe some chintan technique. Mm-hmm. And then they they use the toppings, they use the flavors of La Paspacha, and I think they I think they pulled it off. Like That's awesome. Carlos and have really, yeah, man, really talented guys here. That's awesome. So so is yeah. the Philippines uh, still majority of the people in the Philippines are going after tonkotsu's python kind of things, or is there like a bunch of different shops now where they're serving shoyu ramen, shio ramen? There's a bunch of well, as compared to before, mm-hmm. they have there's like there's actually an article I read. Um, where they're they're trying to analyze if the 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 ramen boom is over. They're asking. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because like now, I th- I think there are more than thirty shops, like special ramen specialty ramen specialty shops. Because there are there are Japanese shops here. I mean, sorry, Japanese restaurants here where they serve ramen, but it's you know it's not that great. So there's a place here we, uh, called Little Tokyo. So my girlfriend and I, my girlfriend Cherry and I went there. So um, we were looking at because I lo- I love sumo as well. I, lo- I love sumo as well. Yeah, yeah. So I love watching it. Yeah, it's it's an amazing sport. So I was uh, super into sumo a couple years ago or no five way. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Same. I would I would watch all the videos. I would try to go to like I don't know the sites just to check their schedule or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then I would have like posters here, wallpapers, and I would they, like have earrings. The interesting thing is you're not the first person in the ramen community that also that I found out watches sumo. Eric <laughs> Benz is also uh, Eric Benz is also oh, yeah. a big sumo fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. no way! That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> so um, uh, we saw this sumo restaurant in Little Tokyo, and I was like, oh, okay, I like sumo. It should be good. So it looks legit when you enter. It's really nice. We got to sit on the floor, and then I saw tonkotsu ramen, and I'm like, yeah, let's do this, <laughs> bro. I don't know what they serve me, bro. It's like, it's yellowish. The soup is like off-white, Ugh. almost yellow. Yeah, and then it's super, super salty. It, you know what it tasted like? Chicken powder. Interesting. So yeah, much, yeah. So much chicken powder. I, I could really, I could really tell because I had that. <laughs> I have that at home. So I, <laughs> I, I, I can tell. And then the chashis was super, super thin. Not even, uh, it, it was pale. It's kind of like that. I don't know. I'm sorry, but kind of it kind of looked like that Jamie Oliver chashu. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? Bro, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. It was something like that. So I was like, oh no. And then after that, it became a it became a a, a journey of some sorts that I my, my girlfriend gets mad at me because you know every time you go out, I'll be like, baby, you want to get some ramen? And she goes, no, we had ramen yesterday. 
I'm like, oh, come on. Fine. So she had, because I wanted to try all the stuff, you know, different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Like, um, I got, I have to know what kind of flavor they have, how, how, how they present their shoyu or their tonkotsu, you know, so it's been, it's been a, a journey, a, a real journey for me. So your first thing that you ever made was using pre-made soup stock yeah. and you served it and everybody loved it. And then you tried <laughs> to make it out of bones the first time and it didn't really come up. How long did it. it take you to get to this pre-made soup stock level? Because I think that's kind of like, I don't know how many people that, I think a lot of people that make ramen know this, but a lot of shops just use pre-made soup stock outside of Japan. They just dump that in a pot, heat it up and add some water. And yeah. it's only really in Japan that people really try to make their own soups from scratch and stuff. Hey everybody, it's Ryan from the future. I'm just cutting in while I'm editing this episode because I know I can hear it already. You guys are opening up your email program or Instagram to tell me that lots of shops in Japan use pre-made soup stocks as well. I know this and it was just in the conversation I forgot to clarify, but you guys can put away the Instagram messages. I, I know a lot of people in Japan also use pre-made soup stocks. A lot of people in America are actually making soups from scratch. It's just that that's kind of the stereotype about ramen outside of Japan is that you don't need to make it from scratch. You can just serve the pre-made stuff and it's fine. You'll make a lot of money. So back to the show. How long did it take you to get back to pre-made soup level with your soup making? <laughs> like uh, the ones I can serve? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, bro. Um took me actually yeah a year a year, a year of, of trying yeah a year like constant practice i would have i would have shows because here since it's the pandemic um we have show but uh, when we do shows we have lock in and like before you go to the set after the day you go back home but right. since it's the pandemic right. yeah you stay in one location ah. so you cannot go home yeah so i could make ramen so if ever i get a job like an acting job uh they're gonna keep me for three weeks or two weeks so I'm just in this location away from my house, away from um, where we live. And then, you know, I just I bring books, you know, <laughs> I, I just read at night. And then after that, uh, when when I don't have um, when I don't have work or tapings or, or shoots, that's where I go back and focus on ramen again. So, uh, dude, in our industry, when you have when you have a job, you have money, but when mm -hmm. you don't have a job you really don't have money interesting it's, huh yeah man i mean because when people say like oh he's a, he's a celebrity he's a yeah actor. you're a famous he's actor well off. yeah you're a famous actor he's probably got lots of money yeah <laughs> but you know that's not true for everyone <laughs> some of us are still struggling so yeah but you know i'm still thankful because uh there are projects coming in so which help uh fund my ramen addiction <laughs> my obsession so you gotta you gotta work to get you know to fund this hobby like i said earlier it's pretty it's a pretty pricey hobby yeah it's it's not cheap to to do this it takes a lot of time too so oh man <laughs> yeah i you have no idea how many bones i've wasted how many times i've uh, like rookie mistake i you know there was this one time i i had like um just a few orders of the kit i make um I, I was trying to defrost the uh, the soup I had frozen, right? So I left it on the counter and it was pretty early and I was super tired the night before. So I got dizzy. So I went back to the room. I lay down and then a few hours later, woke up, continued making the uh, kit. And then I forgot about the stock that I left there. And it, it was, oh man, 
had to throw it away. It went bad. Oh, no. And, and it was so hard. I spent so much time, you know, straining it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Do, do you make a lot of tonkotsu ramen or are you making yes, other I things? Think, um, before, when I started, I wanted to do everything I can make. I wanted to make miso with chintan. I wanted to make miso with baitan. I wanted to uh, make shiyu. I wanted to focus on hakata. It's, it, I was all over the place. But I, li- I, I like thin soup. I like chintan. I like shoyu. I love it. it it's, it's beautiful. But now um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to focus on tonkotsu because I want to you know, I want to focus on one thing and really make it good. Right. Yeah. Rather, yeah. rather than, you know, yeah, I know how to make a lot of things, but it's crappy. Yeah. All of them are bad. <laughs> you know, yeah, to make a lot of things. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool, though. You're, you've been focusing on tonkotsu, try, yeah. trying, to, trying to perfect that. What were, are there any breakthrough things that happen where you're like, oh my God, this leveled up my tonkotsu a ton just by figuring this out? Like, can you give us some of that stuff? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, the parboil because I didn't I didn't do that the very first time I did it. So it was so nasty. <laughs> Must have been a pretty brown soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's super brown soup. <laughs> it was like I, I don't even know what it was. I was like, oh. but you know, whatever. So um, I think the um when I combined different types of bones, and of and also oh this is such a big thing, bro. I learned, it's embarrassing as well. I learned how to use the pressure cooker properly. What do you mean by I, that? Because I, I I bought a huge one, right? Uh-huh. A forty liter, uh, forty liter. Oh dang! Cooker. Yeah, man, it's huge. So I put bones in it, and because I I didn't even know how to use it properly, I just put it on high, right? Like super high heat, and then water, and then covered it, and then just let it boil high heat. I thought it was like that, but. Boy, was I wrong. I, I, the soup evaporated, the bones burned. Yeah. So I, after this, I learned that you have to uh, high heat first, no cover. When it boils, I mean, after, this is after parboiling, of course. When it boils, you cover it. And then um, you wait for the steam to come out, right? Uh, through the, the thing. Mm-hmm. So when they're the jiggle tops, when they're jiggling, that's when you uh, turn it down. They turn down the heat. And then that's when you when you that's when you start counting how long you're you're gonna boil the the bones for, and I didn't know that, but um, I I you know I just kept watching videos and even if I didn't understand those Japanese videos I'm just, I'm trying to look for clues in the video I would pause it look at the background or like uh, just you know keep repeating and repeating oh what did he do there did he oh oh, oh he turned down the heat because oh, you know in most of the ramen shops they use the sh- like, huge woo, pressure cooker woo, yeah yeah fresh cookers and then he turned on the heat and i was like ding. that was like a ting moment like ding. Mm-hmm. Oh, the following day i went to the market really early like 7 a.m 8 a.m bought bones went back to the house cleaned the bones uh parboiled it cleaned it again and then i i did it i i tried to you know and then uh i i, pre- I pressure cooked it for maybe five hours all the bones five hours then remove the top Put the chicken feet, chicken bones, the siabra, uh, and then boiled it. Uh, boiled it again for a couple more hours, and then opened it up. The final hour, I put the aromatics and vegetables in, and then you know it just all came together. You know, I just started mixing. I even got the wooden the, <laughs> the paddle thing. Yeah, the paddle thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I mixed it and mixed it and mixed it, and, and 
it broke down and then I strained it and then bro the soup was like it was light it was the, the, the color was even it was pretty uh, the consistency was nice and I was like oh man I think this is it I think this is the, the how, how to do it so from then on I think this was six months in six months or maybe, no, maybe eight months in or yeah so I think this is it so uh, that's that's what I did ever since you know I it became a process so it would take me the whole day like I would start 6 a.m I would finish 2 a.m bro like the whole whole freaking day and then eventually I got the rhythm you know it would take me 10 hours 11 hours you know so and then eventually I, I got the consistency I even I even bought a um that bricks the, the uh, refractor yeah yeah, meter. yeah 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 I don't even know how to use that thing bro I just yeah, people, I bought one too, and people are like, it's not going to really help you because you're just going to know that that's what that soup is, and it's not going to be good to compare it. You can only compare yeah. it to the other soups that you make, you know? So it's like, oh, this one's a five. Exactly. Oh, this exactly. one's an eight. So you know? but yeah, yeah. So I have one too. I don't even use it, but same, same, not yeah. anymore. I use it for, I mean, a couple of times, but that's it. It's just yeah. sitting there. I think it's good to kind of like, uh, kind of get your bearings and like, you know, when you make something, you can use it, and it's like, oh, this is like, according to my, refractometer that i have it's a five <laughs> this is what a five on this one tastes like okay so maybe yeah, i want to yeah. go to a six and so that's the only yeah. thing that it's kind of useful for but yeah, yeah um, that's true w- w- uh was there like a recipe you're following with the chicken bones and the sabata initially or was it just kind of like you're thinking like oh i want these flavors in the soup so i'm gonna add chicken because chicken and pork is it's like pretty classic ramen but for tonkotsu yeah. pythons it's like an eak you think I'm more like EAK style, maybe like Kumamoto Tonkotsu has chicken in it yeah. too. Yeah. What were you trying to emulate with that? Or is it just something like, oh, I like chicken. So I'm going to put chicken in. Well, I've seen, I've seen restaurants like ramen restaurants from the mm-hmm. videos. They put um, chicken bones. Uh, they put pork bones. So it, of course, like you said, it, it's different styles, but I wanted to make, um, I, I got, I actually got curious what it would taste like if I combined everything I can, you know, because some, some restaurants just use, Genkotsu, mm-hmm. some use uh, just um, uh, back, um, what do you call that? Uh, backbones? Yeah. yeah backbones yeah, yeah. and skulls. Mm-hmm. So I tried to like combine everything to get to get the, the, the technique of this guy, the ingredients of this guy. You know, I tried to combine it and try to, try to make it bald ramen. You know? mm-hmm. That doesn't sound too cheesy, but <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I used I was like, I, maybe I can, I, I can combine everything. So I got pork femur bones. I got backbones. I even got the skulls. And I, to the, in, in the market, I actually looked for a supplier because it's pretty hard to get um, those, the, the amount of bones that I'm trying to get because there are restaurants that get from the same spot, you know, big restaurants. Yeah. And then they would, because yeah. uh, when they order, they, you know, 100 kilos. I, I, I just get like five kilos of pork bones and then maybe two pieces of um, pork skulls. And then, uh, you know, trotters, three kilos of trotters. It's, it's a lot, but it's not the same level as the restaurant. So they asked me, uh, sir, what do you do with the bones? You know, uh, and I just tell them I make ramen. Oh, okay. You make ramen. So it, it's kind of different when you say ramen. They really think about the actual Japanese mm-hmm. ramen. Because I, in, in the States, uh, back then when I was there, uh, when you say ramen, they think of the instant noodles. Instant ramen, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what ramen yeah, yeah, is yeah. for most people. Yeah. So here, when you say ramen, they go like, "Oh yeah, yeah Japanese." Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So they know, which is which is great because um, uh, a lot of people are very they actually like ramen. I think they, 
we Filipinos, we love soups, you know, mm-hmm. we like that. So, uh, there, I see. Did I answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, cool. That's that's pretty cool. So, so what is your current? I mean, if you don't want to give away any trade secrets of your your Valderaman, mm-hmm. but like, what is your current? Tonkotsu bowl look like now? Like, what are you putting into it? The soup? You don't have to give any kind of secrets if you don't oh, want to. Okay. Get it's okay, man. I mean, I use uh, the ingredients I get are pretty pricey, so why why hide it? You know, they're quality ingredients. I'm not using um, uh, uh, I don't want to say cheap stuff, but you know, oh, they came from Japan. Um, oh wow. Imported, so you're like, yeah. So why 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 hide it, right? So I think I just oh, by the way. That keizo tare is really, really, really helpful. <laughs> that, bro, I actually, oh, this is so embarrassing. I, I asked keizo, like, <laughs> keizo, is it okay? I know I don't know if it's, uh, if this is um, bad manners or unethical, or is it okay to ask for your shoyu tare recipe? He goes, why? What's wrong with yours? And he's such a nice guy, and he didn't even, you know, get mad or whatever. Because I, I honestly, I, I wanted to tell him that, I don't know what my tare tastes like as compared. I have nothing to compare it to, you know, compared against, right? So how can I say that it's really good? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's good for me, but not good for other people. Maybe right, it's not right. too strong, right? So I have no idea. So that's what I was trying to tell Keizo. And he, he, he was so gracious. He, you know, he guided me. Uh, he, he was like, oh, I don't put garlic in mine. Do you put garlic in yours? Maybe garlic is tricky. Don't put garlic in it. And then you... You let you let the mirin in the that's just like in your video. You let the mirin in the show you sit for a week, blah blah blah. I'm like, oh, oh, pretty cool. So I tried it and then I just tweaked it a little bit. I added, you know, nampla, I added MSG, of mm-hmm. course. So he told me not to put uh, well, uh, yeah, he told me not to put garlic, but I I, try, I, I put a little, just one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not queso it's ramen. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's not, your ramen. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It's my ramen, so I I wanted to tweak it. And if you look at the fridge right now, bro, my my girlfriend's mad at me at times because I I take so much space. I I think you know how this yeah. goes, right? Yeah. So much tar in the fridge. Oh gosh, yeah. So I think that's and when it comes to the soup, I um I use all the the types of bones. I actually mix chicken and pork. I use kenkotsu. I use backbone, skulls, um, trotters, uh, chicken feet, uh, chicken bones, and for the for the aromatics, um, we got leeks. Oh, no, no, no. We got green onions here, but not the ones that you get in Japan, like the mm-hmm. huge ones. We got uh, green green onions, uh, you know, the basics, ginger, onions, uh, apples. I actually put apples oh, nice. in it as well. Yeah, and uh, those Chinese cabbage. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the round cabbage as well. Oh, okay. And a you potato. Got... Potato and carrot. Potato. Yeah, the potato is good for the starch. Yeah, the make starch it thicker, it makes yeah. it more yeah, thicker. So um, I would, I, I've been told that the only reason why the, it, it takes like uh, three days or two days to make those tonkotsus is because they wait for it to boil to reach, to reach that level because they're huge, they're huge pots. So a friend of mine was like, maybe you should, you know, uh, it's, just, it's just the time. You use a pressure cooker. So you, you get, you know, cook it for like five, six hours and it's good. But I try to do more. Because um, uh, Tomita-san, uh, I think he makes his, his, his soup for three days, right? Yeah, so, I think a lot of those shops, what they're doing is they're, they're making soup every day. And what they're serving yeah. is like a blend of th- 
of the uh, soup made a couple days ago soup. with the yeah. fresh soup and so you're you're they're tasting it to try to get that same flavor but they're using different right. ratios every day like oh this one right, needs a little right. bit more of the old soup and a little bit more of the new soup for today so mm-hmm. i think that's it's, why it takes so long in the in yeah in yeah it's so technical so since you know we're just like i'm just a a, a home chef and i probably make when um when i make a batch that keep, that 40 liter batch at the end of the day it's just around maybe 30 30 servings of 300 ml mm-hmm. soup yeah but it's it's pretty it's pretty it's not super thick but you know it's thick so i still make um a kombu, kombu shiitake and a niboshi dashi on the side in a separate pot. And then I freeze it and I combine it when I'm going to serve it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I don't, I because tr- I tried to, I tried to mix it all. And then uh, I tried to serve sukeman and it, it took so long to, to boil to make it thick. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. So ever since then, I just, you know, pure tonkotsu stock and then, all the other dashis on the side yeah so that's, oh, that's pretty much what I yeah and then uh, of course ramen lord's uh recipes very very helpful chashu he, uh, he um his chashu recipe was actually the basis of my uh my uh recipe for the chashu i just added some other stuff you know like uh sugar or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, i don't quite remember <laughs> and then um ajitama same you know uh, it's all on YouTube, but eventually you get to, you know, you do your own stuff. You, you, you mix, you blend your own uh, seasonings and then you taste it. Oh, I want this to come out. You know, I want more mirin to come out. And I would eat at, at restaurants and then I would observe their ajitama. And then there's this huge resto here in the, in the Philippines where they serve sukemen. It's like a house of sukemen here. And then they, they serve me this egg. It's, it's like, it's chipped. It's you know it's not it's not nice it's not, it's not nice to look at and when they eat it it's like, it tasted like normal egg and they they charge like I don't know three, uh, two dollars for it I think it's pretty pricey yeah <laughs> yeah how do you so yeah so how do you like uh you're saying like when you taste things and you're like oh I think I need a little bit more medium like how do you uh like how do you know what you what you need like is it have you have you tried something before like oh i know that this is what mirin will do like how did you get to the point where you could kind of see like oh i think this needs more mirin i'm gonna Mm -hmm. add more like how do you get to the point where you can understand what it needs and what's missing Mm -hmm. um i think you you get there um, by eating a lot of uh of course of the stuff so you get familiar with the taste you're looking for so i have i have i I can't i can't really explain it through words but I, i i'm looking for this 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 taste, you know, not too salty, a li- a, just a little bit of s- sweetness, a little um, kick from the chili powder maybe, and then I want that savory uh, feeling, that, that that feeling in your mouth. You know, I, I'm looking for that. And that's why I, I I use a lot of yofun as well. Mm. So uh, when you add it, uh, it, it, it that that kick that kick it gives you, it's really it's really great. So I think it's just it's just time really. Time you keep you keep doing it, you know. Keso's right again. You know, it's another factor. Time, mm-hmm. right? Another factor of ramen. So, I believe it's just time and repetition. You know, you 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 keep doing it. You keep doing it until you become better. At it, and then you know what you're looking for eventually. So I think that's where uh, that's where I that's how I got there. You know, I would go to different spots, try their let's just say ajitama. You know, uh, try their ajitama. 
went went to this spot in the ordered from friends kits because it's it's so amazing that uh, I'm sorry I'm just jumping from one topic no, to another. No, no. There are it um it's so because when I when I started the Instagram page I, I didn't even know any ramen Filipino ramen makers then I just know the restaurants you know the businessmen but I'm I was looking for I was really looking for someone with the same passion you know what I mean this it it, it sounds weird but you know but. I'm looking for another guy who's obsessed with ramen. <laughs> yeah. That's why I loved yeah. your channel and all the other channels, ramen channels out there, because I can relate to you guys. I can, I'm, you know, when you talk about something technical like hydration level or whatever, I understand. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people, the other people watching, would be like, what? What are you talking about? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, looking, yeah. So I'm looking for that someone here, uh, here in the Philippines. And then after like six months, seven months. There's this guy who followed my account, Ramen Chains. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, bro. Ramen Chains. I'm like, oh, okay. I clicked this profile. And dude, he's making it from scratch as well. Everything. And then his machine, he's got this um, noodle cutter. And he made a contraption where, you know, he would put the rolling pin where he could like fold the noodles together to laminate it together. It was, it was crazy. And I, I felt that time when I saw his, his um, post, I was like, okay, this is probably him. Look at this guy's obsession. Look at him. Look at him. And he would, he would take videos of his uh, test bowls. I mean, for someone to do a test bowl, he's probably obsessed and he probably loves ramen. So I was like, dude, okay. I followed him back. And then he, he messaged me, sir. He was like, sir, your, your posts are amazing. I love your work. And I'm like, oh, don't call me, sir. I love your work as well. So from then, we became friends. His name is James. Actually, That's why he calls it Ramen James. So uh, he, uh, we met up. First time we met up, I was like, oh, I got to meet up with this guy because we got to talk about ramen. And then my girlfriend was like, can I come? And I'm like, uh, no, baby, you're not going to understand what we're going to be talking about. And he was like, fine. Okay. <laughs> so, so we met up. James and I met up. Uh, he told me the same thing. His girlfriend wanted to come, but he said <laughs> no because she wouldn't understand what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So we went to this spot called Menya Kokoro. Uh-huh. So we had Mazimen. Uh, we had Mazimen. And then we started talking about ramen. True enough, bro. True enough. The hydration levels came out. The types of bones came out. The techniques, the times, the whatever, the tare, it all came out. And we just had a great time talking about it. And before we met up, actually, I was like, oh, man, maybe I should wear a, a, a ramen shirt or something like that. So I, I didn't have any ramen shirt then. I just had this, um, you know, the Great Wave photo. The uh-uh. Japanese Great Wave. Yeah, I had that shirt. So I wore that shirt. And James comes in and he's wearing this white, ra- white ramen shirt. And I'm like, man. He is obsessed. This is my boy. <laughs> so we went in the restaurant. We drank. Uh, yeah. Well, my, my girlfriend said, he's your boyfriend. <laughs> he's such your a great guy. Boyfriend. So, yeah. He is my Robin boyfriend. He comes <laughs> over to the house. Uh, you know, we drink strong zero. And then eventually um, he brought his girlfriend over. I, and then my girlfriend's here as well. And then they had tea time. And then the boys were talking about ramen. And it's so funny because when, when James and I when James and I get into it, you know, when we start talking technical and stuff like that, you know, oh, ramen lords, um, Tokyo, new wave, blah, blah, blah. It's like this. It's like that. Uh, the girls would be like, you know, just rolling their eyes, give it, side-eyeing both yeah, of us. Yeah. So they went upstairs and just had tea. They left us alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's so fun. And it's, there's also another guy. It's, it's so great to meet these kinds of people that here in the Philippines because I actually know know of people who just you know went to Japan, studied there, went to Rajuku, mm-hmm. 
I went to, you know, whatever other Ramen Dream Academy or I don't know other schools. I just know of them. But to actually meet, they, this guy didn't even go to Japan to study. He, he did the same thing that I did. Awesome. You know, watch your videos, watch all the other videos and just learn from it and then went from there, you know, develop their recipes from there. He makes a, a mean um, spicy tonkotsu miso. It's pretty good. And then there's also this other guy called uh, Ralph Kai Ramen Bar. So he's, oh, he also sells kits. You know, so those are, those are just some of the, the new, new players, the home cooks here in the, in the Philippine uh, ramen community. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really great. Really great. That's really cool. So I'm going to um, ask you just one last question, and then we're going to get into listener questions. Sure. Uh, what was the best bowl of ramen that you ever, you've ever had? That I made or another? Uh, anybody. Like, you made it. Oh, if, you think you're, if you think your stuff is better than stuff that you've eaten from other people, you can just say that. But what's the best bowl that you've ever had? Yeah, I can't say that. I mean, I'm just... Uh, okay. I'm going to have to say... There's this, uh, there's special, uh, Mendokoro ramen bar here, the branch here. They only serve it in one specific branch in Makati, in, in the business district here in the Philippines. They call it Buta Kakuni. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, I, I don't know, it, I haven't tried it, but it reminds me of um, Kikanbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Kikanbo yeah. does that Kakuni too. They don't do chashi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looks like, you know, huge chunks of pork, mm-hmm. really, really delicious soup. Thick noodles. I just fell in love with it, bro. I, uh, my girlfriend got mad at me because I kept for like a week. I kept on asking her to come with me just to go to Mendoro just to have that bowl. And she was like, baby, please, can we just eat something else? I'm like, no, just come, come on, come on. Let's, I got I to gotta, I gotta know. I gotta know. And then I tried to do it at home. I mean, it's good, but it's not that good. You know, mm. it's not it's crazy. Bro. The first time I sipped that um, soup, it's like an explosion of flavor. Dude, literally like, I couldn't even talk. I, yeah, man, that's how it makes me feel. Like I reminisce. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's that's awesome that you have something in your area that you're chasing. You know, like it's not like oh, you have to go to yes. Japan to chase it. You just go. Yes. You know, is it in like B- BGC or something, or is it like? Uh, is yeah, it? they have. Oh, it's, it blows my mind. Just at BGC. <laughs> yeah, they have a branch in BGC. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, let's get to some listener questions here. All right. Uh, this is from Sevtron, I think. What okay. is the weirdest thing you've put in your ramen? Oh gosh, what's the weirdest thing? Mm. Wow, that's caught me off guard, huh? Any unusual <laughs> ingredients or anything, or well, pretty standard? Really? Yeah, all yeah. I mean, I tried to copy all everything i see but when i experiment i put seaweed like blue seaweed oh i tried yeah i tried to make the kiposhi kiposhi one blue seaweed and yeah, i yeah. ordered it from, yeah i ordered it from japan bro it's so much it cost so much and then it arrived after like a month and then i got so excited and it's this, this vibrant blue powder came i just i don't know i just uh, mixed it with a tare so that's probably one weird ingredient Oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, think, I think I've seen that one on, on your uh, Instagram. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how you cool. do it. All right. Uh, this is from Salty Spittoon. How do you choose your noodle consistency for the ramen you're making? So I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about the... Hydration? Yeah, hydration, thickness, anything like that. Like, how do you, how do you oh, match your noodles with the soup that you're making? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think we are. Um, if you're a ramen nerd, I think you know the the mix and match of the noodles. You know, for hakata you get thin, for you know some some noodles you get a thicker type of noodle. Um, we all we all have the freedom to use whatever you want to to use, right? Because after all, ramen is what you make it, right? And you you have all the other guides, these OGs. They are the guides. So, um, I I follow. I try. I try to follow. If, for example, if they use thin noodles for this certain type of ramen, I try to follow that. But sometimes, you know, I just experiment with it. I'd be like, hmm, maybe I should use, what if I use thicker noodles for this tantanmen? Or what if I use thinner noodles for this tantanmen? Which would be better? So right now, I'm into, I'm so into tonkotsu gyokai right now. So I tried thin noodles with it. Didn't work. I tried um, a medium thickness. Mm, I wanted a bit more. So I made like, really thick hand cut noodles it was too much so i you know it was it's yeah, a yeah. constant adjustment so that's how i try to that's how i figure out which type of noodles i use uh, you know based on trial and error mostly I, I just realized this that something that i never thought of when you're talking about all this uh the ramen that they're serving in japan and stuff do do i'm not in japan in the philippines are the people in the philippines okay with eating fish flavored things because in america it's really hard to get people to get on board with the fish flavors so like even um ramen nagi when nagi came to san francisco they changed their whole menu to just serve tonkotsu ramen they don't even do their niboshi style ramen in america so but in the philippines it doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal like you guys are used to eating fish and fish flavors we have we have so so much like different we have different types of dried fish dried squid dried shrimp everything dried here even dried skin Mm -hmm. of the citizens i don't know Oh, but yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. So I don't think it's it's that much of a a, a big deal for the uh, for the Filipinos, you know, when it comes to fish flavors. Because we love fish as well. I mean, we're in an archipelago. We're surrounded by water. So right, right. Off the fish, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's interesting. So yeah, so the Japanese shops can come down and they don't have to worry about oh, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle the niboshi flavors or I don't know if they're yeah, going to be yeah, able to handle yeah. this fish because in the mainland, like. Uh, mainland US, I talked to some chefs there and they're like, oh, it's really hard to get people to right. appreciate the the stronger fish flavors for ramen. So that's pretty cool. Right. right. I mean, for maybe for some, it's an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some people that just love it. Like Scott LaChapelle, he, he, the first time he yeah, had Nagi, dude. he's like, dude, this is amazing. Right. I, like, and a lot of, for a lot of people, they've never had that flavor profile. Like in Hawaii, we grew up eating fish our whole life yeah, too, dried course. fish. Yeah. And it's like just, just from the, first memories you have is like you're eating some kind of fish so same same yeah. we have this breakfast here called duyo it's basically dried sardines and then you you it's really thin it's dried you fry it up you eat it with egg and rice that's it you know? Sounds and it awesome. stinks up the whole house <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you're showing me that you use that uh sardine oil for your your aroma oh, oil right oh, oh yes uh thank oh thanks for reminding me um i've been I, when i was in the grocery right and i've been looking for trying to look, look for sometimes Sometimes I do that, you know, when we're, we're in the grocery, my girlfriend would get stuff we need for the house, but I would be walking around just pushing the cart, but I'm lost in my head. I'm, I'm thinking about what flavor I should try, what technique I should use. And then I see this bottle of um, these, these jars of gourmet sardine and I see the oil in it and I'm like, hmm, interesting. So I took maybe like three bottles and they're pricey, bro. Like for, for that, for that, for the size, it's yeah, yeah. kind of like, I don't know, $2 each pretty pricey here so uh, i took it removed the oil and then 
you know, the typical aroma, aroma oil, you put, you, you fry garlic and then sh- uh, shallots and stuff like that, ginger. It was so amazing, bro. It was, it's crazy. It blew, it literally, it didn't, not literally, it, it, it blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it really blew my mind. And I was like, okay, I tried it with shoyu ramen first because um, that time I had a, a batch of tintan made. So it was just sitting there. So um, I took it out of the freezer, you know, put tare, put the oil. I got so excited, put black pepper and whatever. Uh, put the soup in, bro. The, the moment I put the soup in, the aroma. The just, aroma, yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this works so well. And that that fish, that sardine flavor, since it's gourmet and it had, it had like, I don't know, like cloves, bay leaf, carrots, pickles inside in it. Inside it, it was it was great. Oh, I can't even explain it, man. I wish I can like send you a kit, but yeah, yeah, like it's so interesting because I, it's kind of like a joke. Um, in the the old wave ramen Discord, they we did a contest for like the mm-hmm. the worst ramen you can make, and the guy that won, <laughs> Mel, he he works with Matsudai now. He made this oh, okay. tor- tori python ala gyokai and he used sardine oil straight from the can, like this cheap sardines. Oh. And he just used that and he was like like halfway vomiting the whole time. He had, yeah, the, one of the rules was you had to eat the whole bowl. But I was like, I'm, I've been trying to figure out like, okay, I want to do a video on trying to make ramen just using things at a standard American grocery store. Oh, and there's, hey, no, that- there's, there's no fish, you know, like you can't get no. somewhere, but you can get sardines. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I bought like some sardine, sard, uh, sardines and I, in olive oil. And I was like, let me just try to see what I can do with this, you know? And it actually kind of works if you do it right. Like I, I taste yeah, it. Like, wow, yeah, this- it does, bro. And that feeling you get when you, when you realize that it actually worked. Yeah. Bro, I get, I get that sometimes. I'm alone downstairs in the kitchen, you know, just like a mad scientist combining <laughs> stuff, cooking yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. watching staring at the oil you know watching if, mm. if, if the uh, the garlic and the shallots would burn you know just sit, sitting there taking in the aroma it's 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 crazy how you know you you can like uh put attention and so much detail into into a thing something like that right and then that feeling you get when you when you realize that it worked it's crazy like there's this one time i i made just just the soup because i wanted to try the the ratio the moment i tried it i wanted to like oh my god i did it I, I, yeah, nobody's uh, around yeah. though. Nobody's around. <laughs> yeah. I was like looking around. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think anybody who listens to this podcast has had one of those moments at home. Yeah, like, for sure. For and sure. nobody's around to tell. Sure. Yeah. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the coolest thing about this podcast is gonna be that people who are gonna listen to this are gonna be like, oh dude, I, I know exactly how this guy feels yeah, when he's talking about this stuff and and thank you so much for this because um uh, i think if this is a nice uh platform where like new new home chefs like us would be able to like uh tell our experience you know and mm-hmm. then learn from others as well like like we said like what you said earlier the ogs you know yeah so this, you know, is, this I think is really great we're all just learning kind of together yeah. there's there was such like there's just kind of like an explosion. I think the pandemic kind of helped it out a little bit where everybody was stuck at home and uh, what are we going to do? Just try to make ramen. So it's been very really cool true. though. So, very so Ryan wants ramen asks, uh, where do you dream to go with ramen? I guess what's your dreams to do? What, what kind of things do you want to do with ramen in the future? Okay. So right now I'm trying to master uh, our craft because I, I believe this is an art we're pursuing this is uh 
this is not just you know some some typical hobby it's it's really something you focus on so the dream i think for m- maybe a lot of ramen makers is to put up a restaurant in the future maybe that's that's a dream i'm not, i'm not going to lie that's a dream as well but right now be- uh, since you know it's pandemic i i really want to focus on making my ramen really good mm-hmm. really you know like i love the reaction when you when they dip uh, for example they're eating sukumen when they dip it and then they have the first bite and then the flavor started to kick in their mouth and then when their eyes pop out <laughs> oh man i love that feeling yeah. you know that's why yeah. like when i serve ramen to my girlfriend's cousins or even james when he comes over or even my my brother my parents i try to i look at them <laughs> in their first bite because it really helps me it keeps yeah. me going you know when you see that that um when they enjoy it when they right. savor it Oh, bro, it, it makes you feel really good and it keeps you going. Like it pushes you like, okay, you're on the right track. You're doing the right thing. Okay. You're, you're, you're okay. So, yeah. <laughs> did you, did you ever serve terrible bowls of ramen to anybody or was it like oh. you were just making, making it by yourself and then when you felt it was good enough, then you served it or were you like from the beginning, like, oh, you got to try this ramen I made it to your girlfriend or to your family. <laughs> <laughs> the first the first ramen I made, I, I ate it myself and I didn't like it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, I, I have served uh, some terrible bowls. But thank God that I served it to my 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 brother, my family and uh, some really close friends. Those the, right. the, the taste testers, you know, when I was starting it out like last July to August, because, you know, I'm still learning. So that time I asked them to come over to the house. So I, I actually bought like those cheap ramen bowls, like plastic ramen bowls. And I, I put this uh, bandana right here. I still keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put that bandana on. I bought, um, I bought a ramen shirt, with, uh, which is in Japanese, but it's misspelled. So it's, I didn't even know anything then. So um, I didn't even know the order of the things you put in the, the tare, the oil. So I just put the tare in all the four bowls that I was going to serve. And then I cooked the noodles, bro. And then I put the noodles in the tare. Yeah. And then I yeah. waited for the, 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 the soup to boil. And then I poured over the uh, soup. And then I put on the toppings. So when my brother uh, pluck out those, um, the noodles, it, they're, bro, the, it soaked up <laughs> on the tare. It was horrible. It was horrible. Just like tare noodles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It was horrible. It's nice. crazy. The noodles looked patchy. It, it, I don't know. It, it, it looked dark and too salty the broth wasn't too delicious because you know all the tire was in the noodles it <laughs> it's kind of good to like share stories like this because well I, <laughs> I i feel pretty publicly on my channel so it's kind of like but it makes people feel better right it's like when you hear yeah, no like, i mean bro, like, i think it's it's a great part of it because we show how we uh we we show the process we show how we um we mastered the uh, i don't know we mastered the craft you know yeah. we it's really great that they can relate to us, you know, because when they see the, the greats, the OGs, they'll be like, oh, they probably they make it perfect every time. And we show uh, we show that, no, it's not like that. This is how we started. You know, I think it's a great thing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. If it's, bro, let me just tell you, I actually burned a slab of chashu here. It's crazy. Um, I, I was I was trying to learn how to make like decent chashu because the first one i made was pretty hard you know i didn't boil it enough it was bland you know 
So eventually, I tried uh, pressure putting it in the pressure cooker, so it becomes softer. Then after that, I I um I simmer it in a in a in a solute um not solution in a I don't even know what it's called the sauce. Yeah, yeah. I simmer it in the sauce. So, but uh, I forgot to I forgot to turn the heat down because I got I got super I got super sweaty, super tired. So it was just on high heat in the pressure cooker because I was waiting for it to get to you know release some steam and whatever. I went upstairs, went to the the, the toilet. I actually took a shower because <laughs> it was so hot. And then I went inside the room and then my girlfriend my girlfriend was streaming that time. So the air conditioning was on. So I was like, oh, this feels so good. I sat down, laid down. I fell asleep, bro. I woke up with the dude. I, it was crazy. I woke up. The house was smelling like like burnt food. So that's why I woke up. I went outside. It was smoke everywhere. Oh, smoke my bro. God. I thought there was like a fire downstairs. I was panicking. I ran downstairs. And then the dude. I turned off the heat. Pressure cooker was deformed almost. <laughs> uh, released the steam. I opened it up. It was coal, bro. It was no it was liquid just, left. It was just <laughs> no liquid left. It's like literally like it's like a piece of burnt wood, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's like a block of chashu there, but it wasn't chashu <laughs> anymore. Gosh. So I had to like soak it for like four days, man, just to get the thing out. And that was your expensive oh. big pressure cooker that you did it in? No, it was it was a smaller one. The oh, older smaller one. one. <laughs> yeah. and that's why you have to buy the new one. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Mm. Okay, let's go. Uh, ramen chains asks. Oh, cool. TJ, what is your favorite drink to go with ramen? <laughs> this guy, oh, he knows that my favorite drink is strong zero. Strong yeah, zero and ramen is a good, good pair. Yeah, man. Oh, I love it. You know, you noodles, then you slurp uh, soup, and then you slurp the noodles. And you take a shot of strong zero. It goes down super well. <laughs> Thanks for the question, James. Oh, actually, this guy, James, such a great guy. He actually sent me um, like uh, eight cans of strong zero yesterday. <laughs> Does he live near you or not really uh, that he, close? No, he lives maybe an hour away. Oh, no, oh wow. Maybe 45, 45 minutes away. So an hour, depending on the traffic. So he would, that's why when he comes over to the house, because he lives in the south, I live in the north. So when he comes over to the house, it's such a it's such an experience. You know, it, we we really relish each other's company. If you know what I mean? I just I just follow him back. So, oh cool, yeah, yeah. looks pretty cool. Uh, from Darth Ramen Wednesday, if I want to make my is this someone you know in the Philippines? Darth Ramen Wednesday. No, he's from the South South Carolina, North Carolina. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. If I want to make my tares more Valderramen esque, what should I add? <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. Very, I like your question, Drew. It's uh, huh? Okay, I don't. It's it's very it's very tricky because I'm gonna reveal. <laughs> but okay, no worries. I put I put nampla, uh-huh. which is Thai fish sauce. I I get the highest quality. I can get the most premium nampla, or I don't want to say expensive, but there are other good quality, but not that expensive, especially here in the Philippines. So I get that, and I also use. MSG and don't be afraid to use MSG. I use MSG, so I use MSG and um, there's there's this there's this type of shiitake that I buy here, the one with a lot of um, like white lines or fissures on the top on the cap of the mushroom. Yeah. Oh, interesting. You, you, I interesting. get that. Yeah, I get that because it has more flavor as compared to the ones without the white stripes or white um, 
tiger stripes on the cap of the mushroom. And you've you've tasted both, and you can kind of compare, like, oh, yeah, wow, this yeah, one tastes yeah. way better. Oh, yeah, it smells it smells better, and uh, it tastes more. Uh, uh, there's more umami in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a thing. Yeah. Like oh, the ingredients. Sorry, sorry. One more thing. Oh no, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Roasted salt. There you go. Roasted salt. Do you roast it yourself, or you buy roasted salt in the store? Um, I tried, but I burned it. So I <laughs> it seems to be like a, a recurring theme with salt yeah, burning stuff. <laughs> but, but but I learned from it, so yeah, yeah I think it's it's fine. So I, I I still make I still roast some salt if I have time. But if I don't have time, maybe like if I get like a lot of orders and it's due for like in in a few days, I just buy the roasted salt because it's faster. Nice. How many uh, kits are you? Uh, serving every single time that you make a big bash, like is it thirty kits? You said you can make thirty servings. It, it depends because when I started, I, I there was a day I sent out sixty kits. Oh wow! But that oh, was wow. oh dude, that was crazy. And my packaging was different then, so uh, it was everything was different. Everything was different then. Um, I I used to buy I used to buy pre made noodles because I didn't know how to make. Mm-hmm. So that's I I tried to sell those just to just to fund the obsession that time. So I did it once. And then I was like, oh, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I have to make my own. So I bought a, a noodle machine. Uh, and dude, my girlfriend bought me that pasta maker, the small pasta maker, the manual yeah, yeah. one. When she bought me that a few years ago, I was like, baby, why? I, 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 I'm not even going to use this stuff. <laughs> so I, I thought that time she wanted to buy that for herself, but, um, she told me it's a gift. Yeah, it's like the, the Homer Simpson buying Marge the bowling ball. Like, oh, I bought you this bowling ball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly like that. So I thought it was that. Uh, it was a Homer, Homer Simpson situation. So yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, okay, whatever. Fine, I'll make you pasta. So I made ravioli a few years back. That's it. And I never touched it again. Then ramen came into my life. And that thing was super, super useful when I make hakata because it's it's got that 1.5 cutters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it really, really helped a lot because the the noodle cutter I have right now is, uh, I think it's it's huge. It's 2.5 or or three millimeters. So it's I can't do the hakata there. So, so I just do reverse cut if if I wanted you know thicker noodles. So, yeah, that man, it really helped me a lot. That uh, that uh, pasta maker. It's so weird. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, this question, next question is from Danny Roig. I think that's how you pronounce it. What is your uh, approach to test and match ingredients to make a new bowl you like? Test and matching ingredients. <clears throat> Actually, it starts in my head because the night, it usually happens the night before. Like, uh, you know, when you're, when you're getting ready for bed, you're just laying down, you know, not watching TV on your phone, maybe for a few minutes. So then at that time, I would lie down, I would look at the ceiling and, you know, think of stuff to cook for tomorrow, try to combine stuff in my head. So I would think, uh, like, I don't know, this is just me, for example. I don't put mayu in shoyu, shoyu, mm-hmm. I mean, shoyu, classic shoyu ramen. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. exactly. <clears throat> I, I put the mayu for, you know, thicker soups mm-hmm. to cut the richness. So those are the things I think about at night, especially, I, you know, uh, uh, the following day, I tried to go to the, but sorry, I'm 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 get, I'm lost here. <laughs> I just I just formulate everything in my head the night before, and then I go try to make it the following day. But if if I have the budget, I would go to the grocery. But if I didn't have like any cash on me or whatever, but I have like ingredients in the fridge or in the house, that's what you know. My my head goes around the kitchen, you know, 
to trying to, but I'm in the, I'm just lying down in the bed, but my head goes around the kitchen. Oh, I have this. Oh, we have this. Oh, we have that. Oh, maybe I can combine this. Maybe I combine that. So I would write it down sometimes so I won't forget. And when I wake up the following day, my girlfriend's still sleeping. I would sneak out of the room and just make ramen downstairs, you know, experiment. I'm telling you, bro, there are lots of bowls that I just threw away because it was pretty shiz, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, that's my approach. I, I think about it the night before, try to think of ingredients that would work well together and test them out. If they don't work together, you know, scra- uh, scrap that idea and then come up with something else. How many bowls do you think you've made in your life so far? Like how often are you making ramen and collectively like, oh, you probably made around 500 bowls or 200 bowls or what do you think the number is? Hmm. Are we going to, are we going to include the kits? Yeah. Like everything. Okay. I think it's around. uh, Yeah. You're probably right. Almost 500 maybe. Wow. Yeah. Cause there are, there are bowls that I didn't take a photo of. There are bowls that I just tried the noodles and the noodles were, you know, crappy. I just threw them away. There's, there were so much test bowls that went on. I actually, I actually got inspired by your test bowl, the one when we, uh, the one where you use just water, hot water, mm-hmm. the tare hot water and noodle. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's, bro, it's super helpful. It really, you can really taste the tare. Yeah. You can really taste the tare and the the flavor of the noodles. It, it's great. It's such a great technique. Thanks to you, man. I got that from you. So it's such a great technique that that test bowl thing. So, yeah. Almost probably, yeah, almost 500 bowls. I think I've made it's pretty awesome, it's pretty amazing. Uh, let's see, kind of wrapping up here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of questions here. This one is from my eyesight's getting bad. Isha Kishwara, I can't pronounce names. <laughs> Ishak, Ishak, Ishwara, I think. Uh, do you, do you use very local ingredients in your ramen? Dried, bro. I tried because since like here in the Philippines, we have a lot of dried stuff, right? Dried squid, dried shrimp. I bought some of those. And then, um, uh, you know, you, you soak them. Then the next day you boil them. Mm-hmm. It works. It, it works. I'm but pretty it's... sure Ivan Ramen has dried squid in it. That's what I tasted when I, when I ordered the kit. Oh, yeah? mm-hmm. When I had the shio, the shio and the shoyu, actually, I think this, the, soup, the soup is the same soup for both, but I was like, what is this flavor? It's like something that I've eaten so many times as a kid. I couldn't yeah. put my finger on it. I'm pretty sure it's dried cuttlefish. Like, I'm pretty sure that was the flavor profile that I was like, this is, I've had this before. And it's like coming through, but I'm not sure. I, I've never asked him what he puts in, but yeah. Yeah, it's amazing here as well that we have, because uh, I have, fr- I, used to, I used to surf a lot before. So I, I have friends from the provinces where they make salt. So I, I got some local salt from like provinces, yeah, yeah. provinces yeah. which is great, you know, because um, I love how when I watched Ramen Heads, I love how Tomita-san said he would use different good quality ingredients from all over Japan. And I, I tried to emulate that as well. I tried to look for local salt, uh, salt from this place, salt from that place, tried to make my, my shiotare. And then I tried to use the, the squid, the dried squid, the dried shrimp. Um, some some are good, some are mm, not really. <laughs> yeah, some are not really good. And then there's there's a bunch of different types of niboshi here, like the small ones to the to the biggest ones. So, but but the taste the taste is different because I bought niboshi from the Japanese store that really came from Japan. It's pretty pricey, but I tried it, 
bro, the aroma is mind-blowing. The niboshi, the Japan's niboshi is crazy good. But there are, when I fried it, if I tried to taste it, I, I fried it. It wasn't, it wasn't what I expected because there are other dried niboshi or dried sardines here in the Philippines that tasted better than the one I tried from, from the one in Japan. But, but don't get me wrong. It was really good. The Japanese Interesting. niboshi. Interesting. Really yeah. Good. yeah. It smells really good. So I've been I trying to I've been trying to make my own niboshi with stuff here, and I think mm-hmm. I did this last batch. Like uh, I didn't put any pictures up or anything, but mm-hmm. it's pretty bomb. Like this last batch of niboshi right? that I did, like it's it's with this yeah. other Hawaiian fish, and it's like oh man, this yeah. is really oh, good. Oh cool, yeah. I think you can relate. Also, you know, we have we have those bowls that we never take a photo of, but yeah. it's bomb, it's fire, right? Yeah. yeah. And then again, yeah. you look around the room and no, nobody's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's for sure uh let's see this is from adobo and ramen oh lechon okay. or crispy pata uh man mm. i'm gonna have to say crispy pata what is that i know what lechon is i don't know what crispy yeah. pata is lechon's the whole pig right the, yeah, yeah. the whole pig yeah crispy skin delicious especially if it's from cebu um but crispy pata is the leg oh interesting the leg of the not just the trotters but the whole leg yeah, of yeah. the pig and then they boil it in a uh garlic bailey uh uh negi what's that? onion okay sorry onion and then uh they dry it out they hang it they leave it to dry pat it dry when it's dry they deep fry it and it's super super crispy sounds good oh yeah man yeah i used but to have to um yeah. i used to play a lot of uh filipino parties here because my friend was is from the philippines and so you like yeah. his, his you know his uncles are like oh play music at my party and so we, we would play at, like all the parties and so i would always like i'd see the pig there like oh yeah, it's, oh, yeah. this is gonna be the yeah. this is a good one yeah bro filipino parties are bomb bro yeah tell you the food yep. people and they will uh, they will give you food when you go home oh but yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think i played more filipino party gigs than any other type of gig in my music <laughs> career it's pretty awesome nice nice. tj this has been great man i think uh okay. i think people are gonna love this episode just because they're gonna be able to relate to you so much no matter where they are in the world um oh, can you tell people you, where they can find you online and if they're oh, in the sure. philippines like how they can get in touch with you cool awesome so first of all thank you ryan thank you so much this is an amazing opportunity i appreciate this so much man this is this is unbelievable for me so thank you um so everyone, to those who, who are listening, you can uh, check my Instagram, which is at Valderaman on Instagram. And also my personal account, you can follow it at TJ Valderama. It's double R. You can also find me on Facebook. And if you have uh, TFC, you can see me on some shows there. Yeah. <laughs> or you can download You can download I Want TFC. That's an app uh, on your phone. And you can find all of our shows there. Because, oh, yeah. if I don't know if, it, if it's okay. You know, you can... Uh, watch my current show. It's called Hoy Love You on I Want TV. It's a it's a comedy show, so you know it's a different type of show. Are there any but clips on YouTube that I can link up in the show notes? I would love to like link up there, a clip of you acting. Are. Okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> there's this there's this uh, stint that I did for this uh, um, like minute to win it type of game, but we had to do a skit, a comedy skit okay. on, uh, uh, at the uh, the start. So there's this uh, pretty girl here in the uh, celebrity here in the Philippines, and then. The situation was, uh, oh, let's pretend that she's really into you and then you, you're you going to, you know, reject her. So it's pretty funny. I'm going to try to look for the link and send it to you. Okay, nice. I'll put that up in the show notes. <laughs> awesome, right, man. Bro. 
Thanks, TJ. Thanks so much. Thanks so much again to TJ for coming on the show. I had a great time, and I'm sure anyone who's listening all the way to the end are now your fans as well. You can find TJ on Instagram at Valderaman, and I will also link up some clips of him in some of the various TV shows he's been on. Some pretty funny stuff. I don't really speak Tagalog at all, actually, but it looks pretty funny, so I'll link that up in the show notes. As always, you can find me online at Way of Ramen on Instagram, and I'm doing a cool little project right now called the Real Ramen Program. I'll link up the details in the show notes, but the gist of it is I'm giving away free ramen made by ramen chefs across the world uh, every week until the end of the year. You can find all the details in the show notes. That's it for this one. Thank you guys all so much for listening and for all the support, and I'll see you all in the next one. Peace.